Howdy, hello, and welcome to episode 57 of Fat Love Talk here today on the podcast. I'm your host, of course, Zach Love, and you are in for the first podcast of 2020. If you made it through 2018, if you made it through 2019, my God, we've come a long way. I'm really excited for this next year of podcasting. I'm really excited for this next year of content. What I'm bringing to the table will be bigger, better, and uh, even more than I've done before. We'll go into this. Very invested, very excited for you to join the ride with me. And uh, we're going to go ahead and jump right into the podcast. Uh, We got a few game delays uh, over the course of the last few months, or last month really, and uh, it's been devastating, most of which I'll get to uh, here in a minute. But we're going to start off with Naughty Dog putting out, oh my goodness gracious, a delay. I'm going to read straight from the blog post. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to read a snippet. It says October 24th, 2019. And I may have mentioned this previously, but I wanted to bring it up again because it's, it brings more to the conversation I want to have here in the, the end. It says, to our fans... Let me cut to the chase and get the news out of the way. The Last of Us Part 2 has a new release date of May 29th, 2020. I know. It was just about a month ago when we were we had our big blowout for the game, letting media play over two hours of it, along with debuting our new story trailer and revealing the release date. The positive response we saw from our community was overwhelming. You can feel the energy among the team and members. After working on something for so many years, it's invigorating to get a glimpse of validation for all the hard work. I'm going to stop there. So, they delayed The Last of Us Part 2, and I was like, okay, so this game was originally going to come out in, what, March, I want to say? And uh, it was competing with Doom, it was competing, it was competing with uh, Final Fantasy VII, Cyberpunk, it was competing with Animal Crossing, New Horizons, uh, not New Horizons, I'm sorry. We know it, New Horizons is a new one. I'm sorry, the new Animal Crossing title for Switch. It was it was competing with a few games. Not to mention Resident Evil Three was on that list as well. I was I was unsure on what I wanted to do. I was having a hard time figuring stuff out. But this being pushed back a few months to May gives me time to kind of uh, how's the delegate? That's the word. It would it would help me to delegate my time management because I'm really big into this current season of Call of Duty and uh, Modern Warfare is probably. Probably my second or third favorite Call of Duty. I know that Black Ops 3 is my number one favorite, but I'm, I'm not sure on number on the second favorite. It might be Modern Warfare, it might be Ghosts, it might be something else entirely. I'd have to actually look at them all side by side and compare them to get you an actual resolution for that. But that's a totally different topic for a totally different podcast. For right now, I just want to break down all of these release dates uh, that are being you know delayed left and delayed right. So... We got Naughty Dog announcing The Last of Us Part 2 is releasing May 29th. Okay, I can do that five months, gives me a little bit of time. Let's move on. Here's something else, by the way. I'm looking at my, my pictures I saved on my uh, Facebook Messenger that I send myself. And uh, here's something else from Naughty Dog regarding the multiplayer. Uh, it says here we wanted to address the multiplayer in The Last of Us Part 2. As we've stated, the single-player campaign is far and away the most ambitious project Naughty Dog has ever undertaken. Likewise, as development began on the evolution of our factions mode from The Last of Us Part 1, the vision of the team grew beyond an additional mode that could be included with our enormous single-player campaign. Which tells me, by the way, side note, that 
The Last of Us Part Two is going to be super, super long and much longer than the first title, which I'm happy about. I want about 30, 40 plus hours of gameplay for The Last of Us Part Two. That would be very, very cool. If I can get 50 hours, oh my god, that's fantastic. Moving forward, though. Wanting to support both visions, we made the difficult choice that The Last of Us Part Two would not include an online mode. However, you will eventually experience the fruits of our team's online ambition, but not as part of The Last of Us Part Two. When and where it will be realized is still to be determined, but rest assured we are a big fan of factions as the rest of our community are excited to share more when it's ready. So, that being said, they are working on something behind the scenes regarding online interaction with the factions from The Last of Us Part 1. They're just being a little more ambitious with their um, decision making as far as creating something bold and brilliant, and I'm really, really, really excited about that. Now, we've talked about The Last of Us. We are now going to move on to Final Fantasy VII Remake. I know, you've already heard this news, and it's still just as heartbreaking, but let's, let's get through this. We know that so many of you are looking forward to the release of Final Fantasy VII Remake and have been waiting patiently to ensure what we have been working on. In order to ensure we deliver a game that's in line with our vision and the quality that our fans who have been waiting for deserve, we have decided to move the release date to April 10, 2020. We are making this tough decision in order to give ourselves a few extra weeks to apply final polish to the game and to deliver you with the best possible experience. I, on behalf of the whole team, want to apologize to everyone as I know this means waiting for the game just a little bit longer. Thank you for your patience and continued support. Now that's the producer of Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm going to attempt this. Yoshinori Katase. Now... I may have said that wrong. If I do, I do apologize. My apologies. I definitely want to get your name right. Um, you could hit me up on social media. Let me know how it's pronounced. I doubt he'll even hear this. But you know what I mean. You could definitely hit me up. I want to be respectful. Um, Final Fantasy VII, I'm going to be honest with you, never played it. I do own the original Final Fantasy VII on PlayStation 4, and I do plan on playing it before April 10, 2020. Look for my uh, gameplay of that on my YouTube channel, Alpha Phenomenon Gaming. I will be recording that. Might do a live stream. I'm not sure how, how I want that to... Uh, how I want that to go, but we'll kind of see what happens, kind of catch and release there. Um, Final Fantasy VII, a lot of people are hyped about this game. It's been in the works for several years. Finally, we get a release date, 2020. 2020 is a big year for gaming. It's a big year for technology, you know, as a whole. A lot of advancements are being made. Our, our country, our, our planet, we're evolving so fast, and I'm really excited to see what happens next. But Final Fantasy VII is going to be on my list of games to play. I just probably don't want to get it April 10th. I'm probably going to wait a little bit and get it over the summer. Um, that's just me, though. Moving on, we got... Oh, my gosh. This is a devastating one for me, too. Um, because I was really excited about this because I have one trophy left to platinum the first title. And this sequel is, is way more ambitious than the first one. Whew, let's get into it. <clears throat> Excuse me. To our dedicated community... It was a busy year for us as we continued to work, or as we continued working on our biggest project to date. We know you are waiting, awaiting the game eagerly, and we want to deliver exactly what we promised. We were initially aiming for spring 2020 release with Dying Light 2, but unfortunately, we need more development time to fulfill our vision. We will have more details to share in the coming months, and we'll get back to you as soon as we have more information. We apologize for this unwelcome news. Our priority is to deliver an experience that lives up to our own high standards and to the expectations of you, our fans. They close with this. 
Please stay tuned and thank you to our fans around the world for your continued support, patience, and understanding. Now, Dying Light 2, if you didn't have this one on your radar, you need to have it on your radar. It was on sale on PlayStation and probably Microsoft as well and the PC uh, back in January for the New Year sale. Um, and it's 100% worth the price of, you know, entry. It's a fantastic game. And that's just the base. I haven't delved into the DLC on the first one, which I need to do. But I digress. This game is going to be phenomenal. And I already know it's a day one buy for me. Now, I'm going to try very, 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 very hard to play it day one. I'm not sure when they're going to release it. As they said, they were aiming for spring 2020. But unfortunately, they need more development time. So it's probably going to be pushed to late summer. Which means it's going to be closing in on when uh, Marvel's Avengers got delayed too. Which, by the way, I forgot to mention that because we're still doing a whole list of delays. I don't have a screenshot for that. <clears throat> but I do know Marvel's Avengers was delayed by Square Enix to September, like, the 6th. I want to... No, not the 6th. That's a Monday. Um, the last Friday. The first Friday of September. The last Friday of the first week is what I was trying to say, but that would have come out all wrong. So now I'm rambling about it. I'm sorry about this, guys. This is Fat Love Talk for you. We're doing this. I'm a sad. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sad boy about this one. Um, not as much as I am of the next game I'm going to be talking about, but this is probably my number two most... Uh, anticipated end-of-the-year game that I knew about, uh, besides Ghost of Tsushima, which finally got a release date thanks to the Game Awards. Um, but the Dying Light 2 and Ghost of Tsushima, if I had to pick one, I'd pick Ghost of Tsushima, but I'm going to play both of them, obviously. It's just, if they come too close together as far as release dates go, priority is going to be on Ghost of Tsushima, because that's a very, 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 very ambitious game by Sucker Punch. Anyway, I digress. We're going to move on to the the, the last one. And the one that hit me the hardest. I'm not even kidding. I had the biggest... Like, I was sitting at work. I was about to clock in for work. I was looking at my phone. And my brother. My god darn brother. Bless his heart. I love you, brother. I love you, bro. You're... You're my hero. My inspiration. I look up to you. You're... You're up there in my mind. So, I love this man. Keep that in mind, guys. <sighs> he broke my heart. He crushed me. I may as well have been standing beneath a truck as it as it deposited a vehicle into a, a car cruncher. You know, it's like I was crushed. <sighs> Let's read it. We have an important we have important news regarding Cyberpunk 2077's release date. We'd like to share with you today. Oh boy, oh boy. It's hard to read this again. It just sucks to relive. Cyberpunk 2077 won't make the April release window, and we're moving the launch date to September 17, 2020. Oh, oh boy. We are currently at a stage where the game is complete and playable, but there's still work to be done. Night City is massive, full of stories, content, and places to visit. But due to the sheer scale and complexity of it all, we need more time to finish playtesting, fixing, and polishing. We want Cyberpunk 2077 to be our crowning achievement for the genera for this generation, and posting postponing launch will give us the precious months we need to make the game perfect. Expect more regular updates on progress as we get closer to the new release date. We're really looking forward to seeing you in Night City. 
Thank you for your ongoing support. <laughs> Excuse me while I cry. <sighs> I'm sad, guys. Well, I would give us a moment to mourn here, but there's nothing to mourn. It's just a release date being postponed. But that whole first half of my day was just ruined. I was sad. I was depressed. I was just, I was just so upset. Cyberpunk 2077, if I had to pick one game in 2020 to play, I could only play one game. I would pick Cyberpunk 2077. That would be my one game for 2020. I'm serious. If I had to give up Resident Evil 3 Remake, if I had to give up Doom Eternal, if I had to give up Dying Light, Final Fantasy, uh, any other indie games that come out this year that I would want to get interested in playing, uh, the Kingdom Hearts DLC would be included in that for Kingdom Hearts 3 that came out in January. I would give it all up. Just to play Cyberpunk 2077. <sighs> Of course, that means I could play other backlog games in the title, because I've been trying to play like Metal Gear Solid Five on my YouTube channel, uh, Final Fantasy Seven on my YouTube channel. I've been playing Slay the Spire recently. It's really fun. I'm playing season one of Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Season two starts in ten days, which we'll talk about later today. There's just a lot of stuff that I could keep playing, but it's just if I could pick one game 2020 to play, one game. It would 100% be Cyberpunk 2077. No contest. Nobody comes close in the second place position to compete. And they're pushing it all the way to September. That's a no-timber for me, boy. That's, that's sad. And you know this is the year they're going to announce to PlayStation 5. They're releasing the new Xbox. Nintendo Switch will probably have a pro version come out. There's just a lot going on. Excuse that brief break there. I had to go get some water. I was dying. I don't know if you could tell, but my mouth is really dry right now. Which brings us to an important side note in this topic of conversation. One moment. Drink water. Drink plenty of water. If you don't drink enough water, make 2020 your year. Stay hydrated. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Back to more regular podcasting programming. Now, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 was delayed, was pushed back to September, which, which, uh, snope timber, that's what it is, they're coming out with the PlayStation 5, the, the new Xbox, like I said before, with the Switch Pro probably happening, I have a lot of speculation, and I could go into that if you really want to, but it, it's just sad, you know what I mean, like, it's just, I'm disappointed, and I wish I wasn't. But I'm, I was so excited for this game. So, now, so let's 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 list it out. We got Final Fantasy VII delayed, Animal Crossing last year delayed, Doom Eternal last year delayed, Marvel Avengers last year delayed, Dying Light two delayed, Ghost of Tsushima got probably pushed because I, we never had an original release date. But now we're looking at summer, and then Cyberpunk. Pushed all the way to September. My goodness. This is... This is scary. This is legitimately... What is going on? And you know what? You know what? I think I have a completely appropriate theory regarding this matter. Okay? Here's my theory. I think 
because it's 2020 and technology is advancing and consumers are greedier and and more give it to me now than ever before and so nitpicky and critical that I think developers are being forced to delay their games if thank you thank you for that that I lost my train of thought hold on okay sorry I think that consumers are so nitpicky and critical now that I think developers are forced to delay their finished product until they are 100% sure there will not be any sort of uh, glitch or delay or hiccup in their game. I mean... It's all fun and games, you know, like Bethesda comes out with a new new game and, oh, there's a funny glitch, or Ubisoft comes out with a new Far Cry title or Assassin's Creed and, and there's this weird glitch that's really funny or, or something and you clip it and you share it online. I totally get that. However, developers are under more stress and pressure than ever before, I feel like. And and I'm I'm sad. I'm really sad. Sad AF. Oh my goodness, this is for the adult audience. AF. Oh, I said it. Um I'm super sad about Cyberpunk. But like let's count it out. It went from April, May, June, July, August, September. That's five months. Five times thirty is a math problem. That's like hundred and fifty days, guys. That's like that's insane. And, and and we have to wait that extra amount of time because they're worried of us being too critical. And I, I admire a studio, a developer, game creators, content creators, who take their time and allow the product to be the best possible version of that product before releasing it to the public, to consumers. But I have to admit it also sucks when you prematurely give a release date and you have to push it back. That That's something you can't really see in advance. You're not like Night Eye on My Hero and you, you can see what's going to happen in the future. That's an anime reference if you don't know what I'm talking about. Um, I just kind of wish that I didn't get as excited for Cyberpunk. Or for any of these games, really. I mean, Dying Light 2 is a big hit for me. Like, I was really hype about that one. Marvel Avengers, I'm so skeptical. And I wanted to see gameplay before I picked it up. Uh, Final Fantasy VII was going to be an after-launch because it came too close to Resident Evil 3 and Doom Eternal and my Animal Crossing. I want to go back and finish Fire Emblem, which I haven't even put more than like five or six hours into, I need to play that more. You know, it's just like, it's a lot. You know why Nintendo has so few like gigantic first party titles announced right now in the beginning of 2020? They got Animal Crossing, but they talked about that last year. You see him talking about Metroid Prime 4 since it got moved to a new studio? No. You see him talking about The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, the sequel, since they announced that it was in development. Like, literally, that trailer, all it said was it's in development. 
That's it. That could mean it's in development. See you again in two years. See you again 2021 when it comes out. Who knows? It's an ambitious title. Breath of the Wild was ambitious. I highly doubt the Breath of the Wild sequel will be on the Wii U like Breath of the Wild was. Because that was a cross-platform, generation-gapping game. I, I don't know. We'll have to find out. But hey, more power to them if they do that because that's a bold move. I don't use my Wii U anymore. In fact, I couldn't tell you where it is. It's in my closet. That's where it is. Um, I think. I, I, I don't know. I never set it up when I moved to my new apartment. But the point of the matter is Nintendo takes their sweet gosh darn time. Wasn't there a rumor, I want to say, about Pikmin 4 coming out on the Switch in like 2019 or something and it never happened or 2018? I don't remember exactly, but there's a rumor that it's it's going to come out 2020. They're going to announce it at E3 and be like, oh, and by the way, it's going to be playable in August. And I'll be like, oh my god. You won't hear about it until they're ready to tell you about it. You know how rarely Nintendo pushes a release date? Animal Crossing being like the one exception. I have zero idea why they pushed it outside of what they told us. But in reality... They were probably really upset because Nintendo really does not push their release dates. They wait until they have a full, finished, good product. But you see these other developers popping out on, on Face, on I'm sorry, on on PlayStation and Microsoft and PC, and and their glitches and there are bugs and there are all kinds of things to fix. Exploits get found. I don't, I mean, I heard that, uh, I watched a video the other day about people like to find the dev room in Fallout games, and then the dev room in Fallout games will give you, like, everything the game has to offer because that's where they playtest, is they have a dev room and playtesters go in there and make sure stuff works properly. I don't know exactly how this technical stuff works, I was just watching a video about it, but uh, it was mostly about Fallout 76, somebody accessed the dev room in that game, and... And I don't, I don't know. It was an interesting story. It was by Game Ranks. You want to go check them out. Game Ranks with an X at the end. That's a good channel. I watch them all the time. But I digress. More to the topic. I just kind of feel like more studios should just focus on the product. I mean, we're paying you for that product. I can wait. Especially if you don't even talk about it or announce that it's in development until you're ready for that release date to be known. Then I'm hyped for it even more because I'm, I'm blown away by the product announcement and I want it. And then while I'm still on that high of wanting it, I pre-order it. I usually pre-order stuff, the, the paycheck that I get when it's going to release. So like if, if it comes out the Tuesday or the Friday after I get paid, that's when I pre-order it. I wait until uh, the week before because stuff like this happens. My brother... He pre-ordered Cyberpunk, and now guess what? He will not be playing it in April. He will be playing it in September, but your pre-order got pushed. And if you pre-ordered Final Fantasy VII Remake on, on, you, on Square Enix's website, they need you to reconfirm your order or it's going to get canceled because they pushed the release date. Whoa, Nelly. 
I just think more developers need to be like Nintendo. That's all I got to say about that. We're going to move on from that topic. It was a big one. It was a heavy one. Um, but I just wanted to bring up that, that 2020 is going to be the greatest year of all time. But only if we let it be. And I'm sad about these release dates, but guess what? Guess what? Oh, I'll tell you what. In the next segment, hang tight.
If any of y'all are interested in more of what you just heard, that song was called Might You. It's from a Japanese soundtrack for My Hero Academia, which is an anime that I'm really big into. My my roommate shared it with me, and it changed my life. It's a very, very beautiful, good song. I love the whole album that it came with. Um, I'll share it on my Twitter page, FatLove145. Um, just look that up on my Twitter page. You're going to see Young Delaware as my uh, profile photo for Twitter, which, again, is uh, my boy uh, from uh, My Hero Academia. And uh, Midoriya is my favorite, one of my favorite characters. I, I kind of find myself more in the current season leaning towards other characters and their arcs being very, very interesting in comparison to Midoriya's story. But I digress. This isn't really about... My Hero Academia, per se, although I could definitely talk about it, um, because the season is popping off right now, uh, with the League of Villains, and then more people popping off, and it's just been a whole thing. Anyway, um, definitely check out my Twitter page, uh, again, it's FatLove145, and, and I'll post the, this song on there, and from there, if you open it in Spotify, you'll find the whole album, and you can find similar music and what have you. But more to the point, we're going to we're gonna kind of take a left turn because I didn't have too much planned for this podcast, which is why I didn't post one in January. Uh, I know I said that I would be more active on my podcast this year, but I promise you guys when I post a podcast, it's going to be of something important and worth listening to, not just me talking about something uh, if it's a slow news week or something, because I want to give you good podcast episodes to listen to in the car, to listen to while you're doing chores or running errands or wherever, however you listen to my podcast. Hey, if you're at the gym getting it right now, keep getting it. Empower yourself. Go be the best version of yourself. It's going to be me moving ahead in February. I was talking to a co-worker of mine who actually is a friend now, um, my buddy Travis, and uh, he, uh, he and I kind of work similar schedules, or at least we did. Uh, I started a new schedule in February, but... Uh, I was talking to him. We were Skyping because uh, we have Sky- business Skype. We work in a in a business environment. So, anyway, I digress. Um, we were talking, and uh, I was joking about how uh, the month of January is just a beta test. We're in alpha testing right now, beta testing a little bit. We're play testing right now with Zachary. We're trying to push out the full release of Zachary Global launch. In February, we don't have a confirmed launch date, but we're shooting for the 9th of February. That's what we're going for. That's a Sunday. Uh, if, if it gets pushed, it, it gets pushed. We're going to have to play test it a little bit and really see what happens, see how reactions occur, see how things happen. And then we're going for a full global launch February 9th if we can. Now, I was joking with him, and he had a good laugh, and I had a good laugh. Um, but in reality, what I was pretty much talking about in that conversation was the fact that my new work schedule starts the 9th of February. So I'm going to be working uh, two hours earlier and getting off two hours sooner than I was on my current schedule. That being said, I can't stay up anymore until like 2 a.m. or in my case last night, 4 a.m. Shout out to the homie Nathan. Um, but uh, I'm going to be going to bed probably around, I don't know, 12, 30, 1 o'clock if I push my luck. But I cannot, absolutely cannot stay up past 1 a.m. moving forward. And and that's going to be kind of a strict rule I'm going to set for myself. Um, Not because I want to go to the gym in the morning, but because I want to be able to have time in the morning to still make eggs, to eat healthily, um, and continue doing that 
while also implementing my gym regimen that I've been trying to do and that I've been failing at. My problem, and I, it, the first part to a resolution or to find success, excuse me, <clears throat> I, I apologize, um, I've been coughing a lot lately, um, the first part of success is acknowledging where you're failing. And I've thought a lot about where I'm failing. And a lot of it has to do with motivation. A lot of it has to do with with wanting it enough, with pushing myself beyond my limits. And I absolutely hate that about myself. Now, I'm not self-loathing and beating myself up about it, obviously, because I know that that gets me nowhere, and I've gone through that part of my life already, and I've learned, little by little, I've learned as I've gotten older, as I've moved forward in life, I've learned ways to make myself productive in ways that will just negate the productivity. And I'm trying very hard to be successful, to be accomplishing things that need to be accomplished, while also still giving myself those little rewards in times for enjoyment. Here's an example. Ideally, here's what I want my day to look like. Monday morning. Let's do a work week. Monday morning, I wake up. 8.30, I get up, I make my eggs for breakfast, I maybe take a shower in the morning, um, depending on the day prior, and my events, what happened, etc. Um, and I'll explain that in a second when I get to the end. I make my eggs, I'm getting ready for work, I'm out the door by 10 a.m. So from 8.30 to 10 a.m., I have an hour and a half to pretty much bullshit. I don't I don't know what to do with that time other than make my breakfast, get ready for my day and wake up. That's pretty much my time. I need to wake up. I have an hour and a half to wake up. And then I have to get out the door at 10 o'clock at the latest. Probably going to hit the door at 9:45. Get to work. Go to work. Get off at 7 p.m. This is my new schedule, guys. 10:30 to 7 p.m. I'm working really hard on making myself successful, so I'm pushing myself to a regimen that worked for me. I'll explain more in a second. I will then get off work at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Now, what do I do after work? Well, ideally, here's my regimen. I'm going to Monday morning. Remember this, work week. I get home from work. I go to my room. I grab my gym clothes. I throw them on. I go back to my car and I live not even five minutes, unless it's a red light, from the gym. I go to the gym. I hit it hard for one hour. If I stay longer, good for me. Eventually, I'll probably do like 30 or 45 minutes of cardio, followed by some workouts. And then maybe eventually, if I can push myself to get there. Again, I'm taking steps to keep my motivation there. And again, at the end, this will all make sense. And then do some cardio, but then uh, go home, relax. I will then take a shower, which is why I'm like, in the morning, do I need to take a shower if I'm going to take a shower when I get home from work? After I go to the gym. And this way, I'll be showering daily. This way, I'll be eating my healthy, you know, eggs for breakfast, my lunch for, you know, lunch, and then dinner. 
This is where I struggle. I get home from the gym, right? I get off at 7. I get home at like 7.30, 7.45. I'm out the door. I'm at the gym by, oh gosh, let's say uh, 8, 8.15 I'm at the gym. I get out of the gym around 9, 9.15, maybe a little later. It just depends. Now, I used to work until 9 p.m., like my current schedule right now. This gives me that time that I would have been at work to do something productive. And in my mind, I was already busy. Time has been taken because I was at work. Get back from the gym around 9.15. Look, I get in the shower. It's 9.45, almost 10 o'clock. I'm hungry. Okay, I just worked out. I'll probably... You know, take a take a vitamin or something. I don't know, guys. I really don't know what to do post workout. I'm not there yet. Um, but I'll eat dinner. I'll relax. The homie Nathan, I love you, bro. We're gonna play some Call of Duty, maybe. This is a typical night for me. I've been coming home, playing Call of Duty, going to bed. That's my typical night. Now it might change when I, you know, go into a relationship with somebody because obviously I'm probably not gonna be playing Call of Duty every single night if I have a relationship. Right now I'm single. I'm just doing my own thing. But we're talking about the right now, okay? Like as much as I would love to fantasize uh, about that situation, we're not gonna go there just yet. Um, I digress. More to the topic. I get home, I play my, my, you know, Call of Duty, for instance, from, let's say, 10.30 to 12.30 or 1 o'clock. That's like two and a half hours of playtime with the homie, right? Maybe I don't want to play Call of Duty one night, I want to play, I don't know, Slay the Spire, or Metal Gear Solid Five, or maybe I buy the Kingdom Hearts DLC for Kingdom Hearts 3, and I end up diving into that. It's apparently really fun from what I was told, and the ending of the original campaign for Kingdom Hearts 3, oh my god, blew my mind. I was I was uh, texting my friend Caleb, and I was like, bro, you gotta explain this to me. He's really big into Kingdom Hearts, so he, he knows some of this stuff. And I was like, you gotta explain to me what's going on here. This is a mind, mind craziness. Um, I don't want to say the F word, but it's a mind F. Anyway, um, who knows? That gives me plenty of time. Now, this is the ideal situation. And maybe in that two and a half hours, maybe if I get, if this is down the road a few months when I have a few more of my finances figured out and I have a few more uh, things that I want, such as the desktop PC I'm trying to set up. Maybe I'll come home and be inspired to write more. So I'll come home and I'll type up like a couple chapters of a novel I'm working on or a short story or some song lyrics. Or maybe I'll hop on to Skillshare because I'm considering doing the, the Skillshare program they have, which is Skillshare.com. It's a, a Every YouTuber everywhere is getting sponsored by Skillshare. So you should know what it is. But if you don't, here's a rough crash course. You can teach yourself new skills and they have classes in a very cheap monthly membership that you can subscribe to so you can take utilize these classes and teach yourself new skills and find the best version of yourself or, I don't know, teach yourself stuff. Anyway, I really want to be successful. I'm, I'm sick and tired, guys, of being fat, of being unmotivated. Of eating poorly. I'm sick and tired of it. Like I am. Do you ever 
you ever know somebody, maybe a friend, a family member, somebody in your life, somebody that you used to know, maybe, I don't know, I mean, who wanted something so bad, but they hit so many mental roadblocks that it was just almost debilitating. Now, I'm not saying that I'm incapable, and I'm not saying laziness is an excuse. I'm just saying so much feels like it's getting in the way. It's like my mind tells me I want to do this, I need to do this, I have to do this. But then I do something completely different and it makes zero sense why I did that. Here's another example. Um, I'm trying really hard to eat better. Um, I just recently learned um, that I like spinach salads. Apparently, spinach is really good. I had uh, red peppers, green peppers, and I want to say yellow, maybe uh, maybe a different one, orange, maybe orange. I don't remember. I had I had three kinds of peppers uh, with that spinach salad. It was very very good. I had never had those before, and they were fantastic. And I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Missing out on the opportunity to be eating better. I tell myself I don't like that because I've never had that, so why would I try that? That is the most backwards way of thinking I've ever heard of in my life. I've never had it before, so I assume I don't like it, so I never try it, and I'm just boring because I understand what I do like that I have had. Really, bro? Jesus. That's not ways to, that's not a way to live your life. So the last like half a decade pretty much, the last like four, three or four years especially, I've tried new things. That's how I learned that I liked spinach and, and peppers of different kinds. And pineapple is, oh my god, delicious. Never in my life did I think I would I would ever think how good I think of pineapple. Pineapple is freaking bomb. It's my absolute favorite snack now. I love pineapple. Uh, mushrooms. Really good. Who'd have thought? Mushroom burger. Mushroom pasta. Mushroom whatever. It's freaking delicious. Cheesy mushroom. Oh my god. We're in heaven. Now, now don't fry it. You don't want to get too unhealthy there. But mushrooms are so good. All these things are good. I have other examples. I learned I didn't like tomatoes. I learned they're just nasty. I pretended for a while and I I, I shouldn't pretend I like something um, or make myself eat something because I think I'll look better or be better because of it. Look, okay, if your friends accept you for who you are, you don't have to do stuff and go out of your way that you don't enjoy doing. And I had to learn that, kind of not the hard way per se, but a rough way, you know. And and I I I apologize for that if that person is listening. I I don't like tomatoes. I like ketchup. I like uh, I can eat tomatoes if they're like chopped up real fine and like a pasta or something. But whole tomatoes, sliced tomato, BLTs, it's nasty. No, thank you. More for you. And I, I learned I didn't like coconut this year. I'm not a big fan of coconut. I can tolerate it. I'm not, like, disgusted by it like I am tomatoes. 
but I can I can tolerate it. It's just it's it's no bueno for me. It's not my flavor. It's not my thing. I don't like it. I, I'm learning more and more about myself. My sister, I love her. I love my sister. We have had such an up and down relationship through life, and I think growing up with somebody like your sibling per se. You have those patches where you're like, I hate you, you're awful, I don't want to be around you. And then you have those patches where like, you're my family, you hold me down, I hold you down, we're we're here for each other. You know, you know my whole story because you lived with me, we grew up together, you know, and we have that connection. And uh, me and my sister are like tight now, and, and I love that, you know, like, I never thought that I would say that I love my sister as much as I do, and that she's... She's really cool, and I really want her to be successful and happy and go places in life and, and, and do all the things that I'm trying to do out here, you know, ambition-wise, you know. It's just, it's great. Anyway, more to the point, um, my sister got me a slow cooker for Christmas because she knew I was looking at crockpots and she knew I was trying to find one that I wanted. And I was being, again, lazy because I didn't want to buy one, but I liked the idea of having one because I was like, I could probably eat better if I had a slow cooker. I could just make something before work and it could just slow cook all day and I'll come home from work and ooh, it'll smell nice. And then I'll go to the gym and I will come home and have a delicious, tasty, healthy meal to uh, enjoy. Uh, and I'm like, yeah. So she got me one. Thank you again for that, Hannah. I love you. Um, and uh, I've been I've been neglecting using it. I haven't used it in January. But February, like I said, this beta test is about to close. We're going for a global launch. Expected release, estimated time of release is going to be, you know, 8 a.m. Sunday, February 9th. That's what we're going for. Stay tuned, guys, because my next podcast will be post-February 9th. So you're going to see an update, or I, I guess here an update. Which brings me to another point, now that I said see by accident. Um, I definitely, definitely want to do a video version of my podcast. I've actually had a few people who listen to my podcast tell me they would love to watch my podcast versus listening to it. And while I don't have a way to do that right now, I promise you, I will when I get my desktop computer set up, I will find a way to make that work. I will find a way to communicate that. There's a few technicalities that have to come into that. Keep in mind, I do a lot of... Um, pausing and skipping um, to prevent you from hearing like me coughing sometimes or um, me drinking my water per se. Uh, I'm, if I do drink my water on the podcast, it's mostly for entertainment purposes um, or I'm just like, really thirsty and just implement it that way. Um, but I'm trying really hard to drink a lot of water and I'm trying really hard to stay hydrated. So when I'm talking a lot on my podcast, especially, you know, this podcast is already over a half an hour long at this point. Um, I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking and I do get dehydrated from all that talking, and I get thirsty. So, uh, herein lies, you know, me drinking more water. I digress. I, I was really dehydrated the last couple of years, and I admit that I was neglecting my health. I drank a lot of pop, and I drank a lot of soda. But, but let me talk about the wins, okay? I've I've mentioned to you guys the vision, all right, the vision. And if any of you guys know me, you know me. Your friends on Snapchat. You're you're on my Instagram, my Twitter, whatever. You watch my YouTube videos, and you you maybe don't comment or hit that like button, but you watch them, and you're a fan at least a little bit. Thank you, and hold me accountable. Like the more people that hold me accountable, that kind of root for my success, the more empowered I feel, and the more I want to do it. I want to do it for myself, and I'm going to. But I also you know, it, it just, 
it always feels good when you have somebody in your corner. You know what I mean? It always feels good. So definitely reach out if you if you want to. Um, but I've talked about the vision. All right. Here is the successes that I can mention already. Now, I went down to Arkansas to see my brother for Christmas. That's where we did Arkansas at his place. Him and his girlfriend um, hosted it at their place. So they have a beautiful spot in Bella Vista, Arkansas. Uh, I love my brother. Shout out to you, Adam. You're, you're amazing. He actually has a uh, his own music page on, uh, on Facebook that I'll, I'll link at the end of this. I have to look it up, but I'll make sure I link it at the end. Um, or even better yet, I'll stick it on my Twitter. Like, guys, check it out on Twitter, uh, and and I'll share that. That way, if I forget to put it in here, I have it on my Twitter. He's amazing, guys. He he plays guitar, and he... You know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Vision, okay? So, December, I went down to Arkansas. I um, saw my brother. I saw my family. We had Christmas. It was a good time. Um, I was really nervous because I didn't know what to buy, like, your your brother's girlfriend or whatever. I have three brothers one didn't go so i had two brothers girlfriends to to buy four and i was nervous about one i wasn't nervous about my oldest brother's girlfriend because i've known her for like six years they've been together for a long time and um my next oldest brother who lives in arkansas him and his girlfriend i don't really like i don't know her as well so I only went off of the Christmas list that she put in our group chat my sister made for Christmas. And uh, she really liked what I got her. I had to guess on a few things, and I'm really happy she enjoyed it. Um, but I definitely wanted to get something good because I want to, you know, see my brother more. So I'll probably see her more. And I want to, you know, have a, a you know, good relationship there. So, you know, I, I don't know. I get nervous and overthink everything. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm rambling now at this point. Um, but... The point is, I, I didn't want to drink water while I was in Arkansas because there's a lot of... I don't know. I'm weird about drinking water outside of my, my area. Uh, I like cold water, for one. I don't like ice cubes from foreign places. I don't like ice that I can't identify is good ice. And by good ice, I mean ice filtered from water that I trust. In Arkansas, I've never been there, so I don't want to drink Arkansas water. It's weird, guys. I'm really dumb. I'm sorry. Um... But I live in Overland Park, right? And I've been up here and the water tastes so good. So I like cold water, right? I don't like ice. So I have a pitcher that me and my roommate used to use for Kool-Aid um, over the summer. And then when it got cold out and we stopped drinking Kool-Aid, we just used it for regular water, cold water. So I'd fill it with water, stick it in the fridge, and it cools down. And my goodness, it's tasty. That's what that's what I'm I'm drinking right now. Here, I'll take a sip. Dang, it's actually all gone now. I actually this whole thing. Okay, well, I got to refill that uh, at some point moving forward. But I digress. Uh, I've been drinking a lot of water. So when I was down in Arkansas, I drank a lot of Mountain Dew. Okay, I admit, I didn't drink a lot of Mountain Dew, but I did drink it enough to be a lot more than I usually drink. So I got back, I started drinking water again. And since January, I, guys, I am 100 serious here I would not lie to you because that does no good and lying to myself is just a bad idea I have drank so little soda in 2020 already it's February 1st and I have probably drank oh god I can't even give you an estimate it's so little I've drank like pop uh, maybe a handful of times more than 10 but also, it's only for one meal, and it's like 
a small thing of pop. It's not even like a whole big glass or cup or liter. It's nothing big. It's not like I bought a 12-pack of Coke from Price Chopper and, you know, downed the whole thing. Nah, I'm drinking water or I'm drinking nothing. And I'm keeping myself very strict on that. And so, in conclusion, I feel better. I do. I do. I feel better. I'm eating eggs for breakfast. I'm having like peanut butter toast with my breakfast sometimes. Just the eggs occasionally I'm drinking. Now, the one thing I'll say, I, I don't know if you're not from the Kansas City area, I don't, I don't think you're going to know what this is, but I like drinking Chateau Milk. Um, Chateau Milk is whole milk. Um, that's uh, a local thing, I believe. And it's in, like, the Kansas City area. I used to live in Liberty on the Missouri side, and they had Chateau Milk there, too. So it's kind of an area thing. So if you're out of state or the area, you wouldn't know what it is. But it's, it's whole milk. I like their chocolate milk. I like their strawberry milk. I like their, you know, whatever seasonal flavors they have sometimes. I don't really like the root beer milk very much. I'm not, like, I'm not a fan of, like, root beer or anything, to be honest. But other than like actual root beer, I like actual root beer, but that's about it. Not root beer flavored things. I'm, I'm sorry. It's another tangent. Um, but I drink milk or I drink water or I will drink orange pineapple sunny D. Now, orange pineapple sunny D is the sunny D that has the vitamin C in it, um, but it's also sugary. So I try to drink only one glass of that with my breakfast because I don't want to overindulge myself in the Sunny D, and the Sunny D is what I'll drink with my emergency uh, vitamin C packet that I buy from either, you know, whatever grocery store I'm going to that week. Um, it might be Walmart, it might be Price Chopper, it might be something else altogether, but they always have a section for, like, the sick and flu and cold stuff, and there's, an, there's a, a thing called vi uh, emergency, and what the emergency is, is it gives you a daily dose of your vitamin C, and it helps boost your immune system. It also helps... Uh, key a uh, refill key electrolytes after a workout. So what I might start doing is buying this stuff in bulk and drinking two a day. Uh, I'll drink uh, one packet in the morning when I wake up before work, and I might drink one packet after I work out in the evening. And what that will do is hopefully you know keep me you know my immune system strong. It'll keep me full of electrolytes. It'll keep me kind of healthy. And uh, along with uh, that, in my working out. I'm on two medications, one for my gout, which is a horrible thing. You should Google what gout is. It's, I don't want to explain it again, but it's it's not fun to live with. Um, luckily, since I've been taking these medications, I've only had one gout attack, and you're supposed to only have like one a year with this medication, so hopefully I'm, I'm tapped out for the next like 10 months um, with this whole attack thing. Maybe even longer. Um, hopefully, that's the goal anyway. Uh, and the other medication is for high blood pressure. Now, hopefully, my high blood pressure will decrease and I won't need the medication if I can get healthier because I'm borderline diabetic. But I've been told, and this isn't a professional opinion or a doctor that told me this. It's just like a friend I'm talking to or a couple of coworkers I'm talking to. I've heard this from several people. Everybody is basically borderline diabetic if they're not eating healthy it's just a matter of maintaining what you eat that will keep you from crossing that line now me personally i'm like 
over 300 pounds, real talk, like I am, and it's it's embarrassing, and I don't like it, it's not like embarrassing, embarrassing, it's more like embarrassing to me that I let myself get this far, it's not like publicly embarrassing, I don't care who knows that, it's not like it's a big deal if you judge me for that, cool, go look in the mirror and realize that you judging me is something you should probably be working on, versus, you know, me feeling bad that you are judging me, I, I ain't gonna feel bad that you're judging me. I feel bad that I let myself get this this big, that I let myself get this far. Now, I'm a big dude, naturally. I have big-ass broad shoulders, excuse the language, and I'm tall, 6'3". Alright, so 6'3", 26 years old, broad shoulders. I don't think I will ever, in my healthiest state, be less than 230 pounds. Alright, I'll be happy if I'm 250 for the rest of my life. Because that means... I'm maintaining. Now, if I can cut out a lot of bad junk, and I can, you know, reward myself every now and again, because your boy got to go to that cheesecake factory, hey, baby girl going to be in my life one day, date night's going to happen, I Maybe I'll pop the question out of the cheesecake factory. Who knows? I might fly her to, I don't have the money to fly to Paris, but <laughs> you know what I mean. The, we're not going to go, you know, deep dive into the future in my romantic fantasies. Um, my romantic fantasies are going to be in a later podcast down the road. I digress. Um, I'm just going to work on me. I'm going to focus on me. This year is about me. You know, I've been so focused on pleasing other people in my life. The last, like... Two years, especially last year, I did a lot last year, I've focused on what makes me happy. You know, and, and, and it just sucks because you see all these motivational speakers online, you know, and they all talk about how there are tox, toxicity in, in certain friendships and you should really just look at what you need and if your friends can't focus on you, you don't need those friends and etc, etc, et blah, 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 okay? I've heard it all before. I've read the, the, the inspirational handbook of what these speakers are saying, and I agree with a lot of it. You know, I had to make some tough calls back in after I graduated high school, back when I was working my security job. I had to cut some friends off because they were bad for me, but I didn't want to, and I enjoyed them, and I didn't mind the toxic, you know, behavior and how it affected me because I was used to it. But let me tell you what, when you remove that negativity from your life, when you implement a positive regimen, you put people in your life that enforce that positive regimen, when you have people who support you and encourage you and give you ideas and brainstorm with you and share your life with you and get you where you want to go while you're going with them where they want to go and things just kind of line up, it's magical. Like, that is what we as humans... I feel like do best. Like we love working together to reach a goal. And then you might you might dispute that and play devil's advocate and say, well, why is there all this war in the world? And why is the president doing this? And why is this politician doing that? And and why do people suffer? And look, <laughs> that's a Super broad topic here. We need to rein it in, okay? I'm not talking on a global scale, okay? Because the world is a really messed up place. The world is horrible and full of a lot of bad and full of a lot of reasons to doubt what I'm saying and full of a lot of things that just don't make sense. <laughs> a lot of things just don't make sense, okay? Like, 
I don't want to bring up politics, but I already did. Like, people hate the president right now, you know? Do I hate the president right now? No, I do not hate the president right now. But I'm not going to be, you know, hardcore for or against, you know, decisions. Because I don't, I don't follow politics. If you asked me what the last thing President Trump did, I couldn't tell you. All right? His, his Twitter account is all over the place. All right? His news stories are all over the place. I don't know what to focus on. So I focus on me, my life, and what's going on. When that, when that time and place comes, I will do my due diligence and, and research. But for right now, it's just... It's not something I'm putting in front of me. 2020, I want all of you listening to this. You. Yes. Yes, I want you to be the best version of yourself. I want you to be the best possible version. The success story that I want to hear needs to be phenomenal. Because you're phenomenal. And I am too. And I got to start living that way. And February 9th, global launch. Your boy Zach Love going to go worldwide. He's going to go down the street, really. Um, and hit the gym. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live better. And guys, guys... If you have slow cooker slash crock pot recipes that you want to send my way, knowing in mind I don't like tomatoes ugh, uh, or lettuce, knowing that in mind, send me stuff, man. I love barbecue. Is there any way to make barbecue healthy? Because, boy, howdy, barbecue is probably not the best thing in the world for your boy. But whew, whew, if you know if you know Oklahoma Joe's, you know I visit there. Ooh, it's so good. Gotta get that rocket pig. Fried jalapenos. I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, but, uh, yeah. Hit me up, guys. I want to hear from you. I want to see you succeed. Add me on Snapchat. Fat love. I, I'm always posting. I'm trying out new content. Uh, sometimes I'll post my new content that I'm trying out on my fa on my YouTube channel, Alpha Phenomenon Gaming, and I will see if people react to it well. Because I have people who don't follow one but follow the other, and I have people who follow both. But if you follow both, hey, you get to see both, but you get to see one that's not like in a story format um, for 10 seconds. You get to see one in a full format, and you get to replay it because the whole thing is pieced together. Uh, normally my videos are longer than 2 seconds, obviously, so... When I put them on YouTube, it meshes it together in a, in a better way. But I digress, guys. I love you guys. I really do. Thank you so much for listening to my first podcast of 2020. Thank you so much for making it this far. Uh, make sure you check me out on social media if you want to follow me for all the new content I'll be posting out there. And I'll see you guys on the next podcast. Mad love. The, the, the maddest love from me to you. And uh, take care, guys. I will see you on the next one.